Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 4. With your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the Executive Protection Practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle and those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time you already know what i'm saying is true so if that sounds interesting to you enjoy the show out boom what's up you guys byron rogers here with another episode of the executive protection lifestyle podcast i've got wes bearden here with me for a very interesting conversation about some things that i i think we should all know about the National Council of Investigation and Security Services. You know, who are they? What do they do? What does it mean to you as a private security uh, professional or someone who's in, in, in investigations, you know? So it's an honor to have you, Wes. How you doing, sir? Doing good. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, I think what you do and what uh, your organization, the organization you're affiliated with does. Um, I think there's a lot of things that private security professionals and people in the industry really need to know. Um, cause I, when I first heard about you guys, I had like no idea <laughs> really, <laughs> you know, um, I think it, it's not too crazy cause I'm kind of in the industry and I've just been working for most of my career. So I haven't yeah. really had up to see like, you know, all the different tools. And so now my world's expanding as I meet people. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 one of these things that you know. I think uh, NCISS, um, who, who primarily deals with like federal lobbying uh, and, and what's going on in Washington, how it affects investigators, security, intelligence professionals. Uh, really, you, you know, we we become well known when there's a crisis, right? When something right. seriously happens, or you get a call say, "Hey, you know, you can't do that anymore," or you know, the license fee is going to be about the you know ten times what we thought it was, or you're going to need insurance or whatever it is. And so, yeah, I mean, we we breed and I mean, we 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 become a, a important in times of crisis, but and we're coming up to a little bit of that crisis here in the next couple of years, so. Awesome. I mean, that that we'll get into that here as we get down down range then, because that's going to be really good to hear about because uh, you, you can see I think everyone in the industry can feel the like tectonic plates, things underneath the surface are moving around. Guys are kind of like growth. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it really growth? Like are other are other parts of the industry going to come back? I know these concerns are on guys minds. So that's awesome. man. I look forward to digging into that stuff. Um, so. How did you get into what you're doing, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, uh, um, well, you know, my my company uh, is uh, uh, a, a, now I think we're almost right at 50 years. We were founded in 1972. We're a private investigation company. And over the, the years, you know, I grew up in this business. I started when I was really young. And um, we, we've evolved like I think anybody who's been around for a little bit. You know, uh, we primarily do investigations now. 
Um, I, I, I am a licensed attorney, and, and so a lot of my, you know, shtick is attorney-managed investigations. But in the past years, we've had uh, armed guards and security. We do do some executive protection in, in, certain, in certain circumstances. And, um, um, you know, we're probably one of the, uh, you know, all, overall all-around agencies. We're, we're kind of seeing a decline of total agencies in the United States, I think, you know. Uh, that may be coming back now. It's it's kind of interesting where the market is, but but I, I've always been involved very um, with with state associations and national association. Uh, I started one of the first associations I started with was the Texas Association of Licensed Investigators here in here in Texas, and they are very you know they're very like Cali if you're in California. Uh, they're very clearly tied to the state house and doing a lot of things there. So it. It uh, uh, it was a great opportunity for me. I served on the board of directors, and I was I was their lawyer for about ten years as their general counsel. And so um, uh, that's how I started. And and as time got on and, and went on, I, I learned what I learned down at, in Austin at the state capitol. I learned to take it to to D.C. And um, uh, so I got involved with NCISS, which is a great organization. Is really more concerned about what happens in D.C. than say, you know, your your state capitol, but. Um, uh, and, and it's really been, it, it's really something I found rewarding. I mean, if, if you really, you know, I don't care what part of this uh, profession you're in, whether you're in security or investigations or you're in tel- whatever you're doing, uh, if you can get involved in these associations, you'll find tremendous benefit. You'll find contacts you never knew existed. You'll find uh, uh, people who are very friendly. Uh, you'll, you'll you'll be the first to be and in, 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 you know kept in the loop in terms of what's going on and and you know that that really helps you on your bottom line and it helps right. you with your friends you just develop great contacts so that's awesome so kind of you it was kind of your path like you know doing what you're doing as far as being a lawyer and things like that and then you start getting the relationships and uh, that kind of just gave you the glue to stay in it and then kind of keep climbing essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, uh, uh, I you know, and I'll, I'll always be involved in, in uh, various associations, and, and I'm a member of, of a lot of them uh, because I really do think that they, they are the best way to represent our profession. I think most people in our profession, whether you're a security investigator, I think most people are trying to, to be professional. They're trying to, to put the best face on uh, our group, and, and I'm really supportive of that. I think that's a great thing to do. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And we need, we need it, man. Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a grunt, you know, like, so I don't have the, I think you're like the air force, man. I like, thank God that you guys are up there, you know, lobbying and fighting battles in the heavens while I'm just like, you know, down here, close protection on the ground with, with whoever the client is that day. So. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, connecting with people like yourself to make sure we're doing everything right, you know, and, and things like that is also important too. So absolutely. What would you say? So Bearden Investigations Agency, you said you guys are like a, could you go back more into what your company does specifically? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, like I said, we, we were founded in 1972 and uh, based Based primarily here in Dallas, um, but uh, uh, now we've got offices in all sorts of, uh, of other locations. But you know, it's kind of evolved with the times. I mean, you know, we we started off like a lot of places in the '70s and '80s where we were both investigation and uh, uh, security uh, company, mostly guards, mostly uniformed uh, uh, officers. That's kind of changed. Uh, we've sold that uh, in the early '90s, and really now. 
we, we really are mainly focused on, on large scale investigations. Uh, we do a lot of work for, for larger companies, a lot of law firms. As a lawyer myself, I get a lot of lawyers who say, hey, I need help doing this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, it, so it kind of spans a gamut. And it's changed over the years, and that's what makes it fun. I mean, I, you know, part of what I like about it is getting up every day and there's something different that's coming in the front door. I mean, that's that's part of the joy of it. You never really know what your day holds for you, and it's it's not the same thing time in time out. You know, when I my dad started this company and he's passed, but but he, um, you know, uh, he he himself went to become a lawyer, and uh, uh, after uh, I became a lawyer, he said, "Listen, go practice law for about five years." Okay. He said, "You'll you'll hate it." You, you'll just despise it. He said, it's, yeah. we, we ruined the profession and then we'll come back and let's have some fun. <laughs> and he was kind of right about that. I, yeah. I never left. I did practice a lot. And I still practice some cases today, but it's, but, but being an investigator, being scared, it's a lot more fun. There's a lot more sex and violence than it is, uh, uh, you know, than, than it is being a, a lawyer, um, uh, just pushing paper around a little bit, which is unfortunately what we, what we've kind of become to, to be known to do. So anyways, yeah, no, that's good, man. Thanks for the overview. Uh, that's an honor. I, I tried working with my father and it just, <laughs> that's a special thing to be able to do, you know? Uh, we love each other, but I, you know, we're still working on that side of things. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, you can you can you can learn how to yell with your family. You know, family. Uh, an old guy used to tell me, family is the yeah. most powerful thing in business, and it can be the most detrimental thing in business. And that's true. I mean, you you can either you can either you jump in with your family and, and fight and 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 really do well, or or it can be it can be. And I'm I'm not gonna put any bones about it. There were some times where we used to yell at each other, and I wanted to strangle him, and I'm sure he wanted to strangle me. But we we wound yeah. up getting through it pretty good. So. Wow. That's the journey, man. That's good to go. What um, what would you say are your hardest lessons you've learned out in the field doing investigations and things like that? You know, I I, I get this question, uh, and, and I think this question is one uh, that is, you know, what's the best, what's the worst that you've ever had, right? Or what's the best moment, what's the worst moment, what's the best case, what's the worst case? And, yeah. you know, I've been doing this stuff since I was 18 years old. Wow. And, and the reason I do it is I love it. I mean, I just love getting up in the morning. And I, 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 every case is unique. And part of the problem is, is when you do it full time and mm-hmm. you, you, you lose track about what the hell you did. And, and so you look and you, you begin to think, and you know, the best time I've had was yesterday afternoon when we, when, when, when a judge came back with a, uh, a decision in our favor. The worst time I had was yesterday morning when we <laughs> lost a witness. Lost so it was, That's yeah, you know, I mean, it, I have my highs and days are almost on a daily, daily calendar, but that's, you know, that's, I, I think, um, I think when you really talk to a lot of investigators, a lot of operators, a lot of guys out in the field, um, who really love what they do, it's, it's, it's really a daily up and down. I mean, I have my highs and lows every day and, and, you know, what's nice about it is you still get up the next morning and you go through it all again, no matter where your low was, (laughs) So you know, it's fun. So. Uh, that's an interesting, I've never heard that response before, but I kind of get it. You know, it's like you get in and then you hit your kind of like your, your little waypoints in life and then you're doing what you want to do. And it's like, and then it's, you're in the, you're just kind of in the flow with it. And, and, uh, and that's the beauty of being there is that you're doing what something you really genuinely love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I, I will say this, I, I've gotten to a point now, you know, I, I really enjoy probably some of the nicest things I like to see is, is when working with people and seeing other people really, really come together on a case, you know, or, or do something that's, that's pretty phenomenal or stop something that's, that's coming down the pike that's going to be pretty 
Um, I just, uh, you know, uh, part of what I think uh, we sell in my group is uh, you sell the experience of, of you know, the, the season's experience of the old timers filled with the piss and vinegar of the, the new guys, you know, and, yeah. and their, their, their ability to, 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 you know, to be aggressive and excited. And, and so it's good. It's neat to see younger people who are coming into the business, uh, particularly when you're working with them. I mean, break the cakes, you know, or, or find something that's, you know, find out where the bad guy is or what's going to happen or, or the manifesto that he wrote or whatever it is. Right. You know, that, that, that's, that to me is a, it's neat to see that on somebody's face to say, well, that's, that's, you know, it's good, it's good to see, see that you took that as a home run. So, you know. Heck yeah, no, that's awesome. What do you see a lot of crossover with executive protection into your world? If so, how and yeah. where? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yes. Um, Yes and and, and 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 more more yeses now than no's because I think ten years ago I would say yes and no because, and that's partially where I, I live I mean you know listen here in, in uh, Texas and and uh, you know probably most of the South uh, but but definitely Texas and Dallas I, I know a, a number of old clients who are extraordinarily wealthy gentlemen who if you were to say I need to you, you need a higher executive protection for you. He would say, uh, in particularly in the seventies, eighties, nineties, they would say, "Well, hell, I got me a, a you know, my oh, deer my rifle back." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if he's gonna, if somebody's gonna come shoot me, I'm okay with that. I'll shoot him first, and if I don't shoot him, I'm all right. I've had a nice run, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. Some of those old crotchety. Now that's changed, and a lot of that has changed because uh, Texas. Uh, we've had so many people move to Texas that that yeah. in Dallas particularly i mean dallas has kind of become like new york wow. uh, in a way that nobody's really from here it's like me and three guys are from dallas now oh man you know? <laughs> that's, how <it laughs> starts. that's how it starts <laughs> that's right that's right most of the people are, are and it's been that way for a while in dallas but we're seeing that now you know california's moving to austin uh, yeah. a lot of people are and uh and so yeah i mean it's it, it's it's begun to change i think what it, it, i can tell you in our firm well, we're where we see executive protection. It really, and, and what when we're doing it is really pretty specific threat type stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't see there are some companies that we do have where they're looking for kind of general details or somebody's going to someplace. But a lot of the stuff that we see that I'm dealing with are, hey, we've got so and so who has gone, you know, absolutely off the reservation. Whether that's a past employee, right. whether that's just somebody writing us letters. Um, or, you know, we, we've got protest number 17 coming out next you know, week and, and down the street from us, and we're real concerned because we're having a meeting. Those are the types of, uh, of uh, cases I see us working on a regular basis. I'm not saying that the general details are not happening. I think they are. Most companies are trying to push. But, but I see pretty specific threats uh, in terms of what's going on, and I think it works well because you know we you know part of that that executive protection is yes people in the field people being there uh having a presence having a plan all that stuff but a lot of it too is understanding what the threat is you know and we have some people that are just crazy but are likely to stay crazy on and stay on their couch and right and, right right <laughs> we're okay with that you know exactly just be crazy in your own space <laughs> Right, right. So, so a lot of what I see is that, you know, and I, but I do see it beginning to to expand. And you know, one of the problems that I see um, in talking about, you know, writing down a rabbit hole here, um, mm-hmm. 
NCISS is that, you know, we really had no licensing in Texas. The, the idea of executive protection, which in Texas is called a personal protection officer. Okay. And it requires additional licensing beyond uh, the security or investigative license. But but that's really fairly new. I mean, I, I, I don't know the date, but I think it's only maybe 15 years or 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of states, you know, our, our office in New Orleans has got an interesting problem there is that really there is the security board and the investigative board are separate uh, governmental entities and executive protection just doesn't fit in there. Uh, there is no license. Yeah, there is no license. And, and, and now, I think what they would tell you is, well, that's, you know, the police department has, uh, off-duty officers have all of a sudden filled that void. But, you know, there, there's not a lot of licensing in a lot of these states that, that, mm-hmm. that allow that type of stuff. And so it, it makes it kind of an old Wild West type deal. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, do you see us ever going to... Uh like a United States wide license. I mean, that's, I know that I know everyone's wondering right now or any kind of baseline type of clear. No, no, I don't. I I, I don't think that they can, frankly, what I do think. Yeah. And I I mean, unless, uh, you know, unless there's some real, real changes made, but I, I don't see that. I think that these state licensing boards are going to stay, um, in a bit of, I do think there is a push, nationwide that NCISS is is very aware of and we're trying to trying to combat a little bit which is um, a, a decrease in the licensing requirements for all sorts of people hmm. so you know we had that in te- you know Colorado for instance had private investigators were licensed in Colorado uh, they just revoked that licensing and just said we don't want to license them anymore we just don't have anything to do with them okay that, that's that's very you know that we don't want to see that, but I do see see that movement ahead. I also see another movement ahead, where we are seeing some people who are trying to get people together to say, "Hey, these states are, are the licensing is almost the same. Why don't you become reciprocal?" And there's a lot of organizations doing that. Um, you know, if you if you've got people who are listening that are ex-military, mm-hmm. uh, there are a couple of military associations right now that are, that actually have received government funding, mm-hmm. who have said, "Listen." It, you know, not executive protection, but any license in one state, state one and state two, y'all try to try to see if you can facilitate some conferences to try to get these people to get the get the thing uh, close to being uh, the same. So you know, so if, yeah, yeah, some reciprocity so that, you know, if ex-military member one moves from Wisconsin over to uh, Florida, he can he can port his license fairly easily. He can he can continue to stay in business. So Yeah, he doesn't have to go wait period to get these things renewed. So for these other uh, areas that are actually disbanding those licenses, then it's just like anyone can do the job without a license and it's just well, Wild West again? Or like <laughs> that's a good point. Who knows? I, I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah, you know, you're really, um, I think it depends on each state. I think in like, for instance, in the, our example there in Louisiana, I'd have to go back yeah. and look at it. I don't want to say for sure, but right. I think in that I think in that state, it, it may prohibit you from doing a period. Wow. Um, yeah, and I, I, but in some states, I, I think it's silent, you know. And can you contract to do that? Maybe. I mean, I think you have to go back and fall back on the gun rules. What are the just local, you know, concealed handgun license rules? What, you, you know what? You know what are the? You, you know, do you have to have it? Do they consider? I mean, I think it's it's going to be state by state, and it is a little crazy. And I think 
for, you know, I was thinking before I came on here today, executive protection, to me, I think a licensing is a huge issue because I don't think a lot of these states really have that type of stuff right. uh, thought out at all. No, man, that's, this is this is interesting. What do you think is the biggest what are the big reasons why you don't think that we'll see a nationwide license or more recognition for you know the industry? Well, I think I think you know I think for executive protection specifically, you're yeah. you're in a tough spot. Um, you're like most right days, between like a you know security, but then a step up, and then the law enforcement guys are like, you're not, a, and you're like, I'm not a cop. They're like, you're not. So you're kind of in this weird gray area. Like, what are you really doing anyway? <laughs> right, right. Well, so you know, and, you know, I can tell you, um, I don't see it, and I, the reason I don't see it. The bottom line is, I think that there's a security industry who is about uh, is dominated, money wise and 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 uh, company wise by armed guards, uh, by alarm systems, 100%. and we every state now has a bureaucracy basically to regulate those guys. Okay. And whether you fall into that bureaucracy or not, that's that's the problem. So I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, and I think the states have a right to license, you know, uh, individual professions. So that's a problem. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I think executive protection has got to find a way to, to, to move. And in Texas, the way we did it is that in Texas, most executive protection guys, if you really talk to them, are private investigators mm -hmm. uh, or had a private investigation license and then added a uh, at the time endorsement, now it's a little bit different, but it's a, a you know, that executive PPO license on top of it allowed them to do that. Uh, and in fact, most of the time, if you call up a security company, an armed guard company, say, I need executive protection, pro, you know, people, unless you're a big client, they're going to tell you to go pound dirt. <laughs> right. That they don't have, yeah, they don't really have any interest in that because that's just not a big deal for them. But, right. and so these, that's how it's kind of worked here. And it's worked pretty well that allows a security or an investigator to get that additional endorsement mm -hmm. with additional training and allow them to do do what they do. But even even in Texas, we've I thought we were progressive at the time for doing that. And I thought we were progressive and that we were the first people to, to really kind of bring that system together and license these guys. But but even then, if you look at what EP does and you look at the laws and the regulations, it, it still doesn't match up. You know, I mean, it, there's a lot of security regulations that talk about, hey, you need to be on post. Well, you know, I mean, you're not on post. That's the whole idea of executive protection. Your post is moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. So, so that, that you know, we we've got you know we we really got to kind of figure that out, and I'm I'm not I think that is a talk with every state. Mm -hmm. I think that the state associations have got to get involved in it, and I and I think NCISS is willing to help where we can and, and provide that type of information to 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 the states and try to try to see where it's worked. I think Texas is a good place where it's worked and try to try to replicate that other. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I, I, that's that's awesome. That's a lot of good information in there, man. Because I know in the industry, people are always like, we need to get, you know, a, a baseline um, license and we need to all get on the same page, you know, and then uh, we need to kind of set the bar here. So it's not just like, you know, you get some guys that are like bodyguard, bouncer, executive protection, you know, and there's different strokes for different folks in this industry, you know? <laughs> Right. So some people are, you know, proponents have been really big on we need to get licensed uh, and, and kind of a state uh, United States wide licensing situation. And I was kind of like, 
I don't know how feasible that would be. Um, but it's yeah. something that's been talked about quite a bit. Um, yeah, and I think it's almost impossible to do that. It's going to have to be state. And see, part of the problem, though, there, Byron, is that, yeah. you know, it makes sense in California. It makes sense in Texas. It makes sense in Florida and New York. New York yeah. Does it make sense in Arkansas? You know, because I think <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're a legislator there, you're going to say, well, well, how many people are hiring executive protection people right now? And, yeah. and I hate to say it, it's, it, there's probably some. But I bet it's not as many as we think. Four or five, yeah. (laughs) In the state, if that, maybe. It's probably even like, yeah, no, I I, I don't know. But I completely understand. It's just not a significant enough situation. Um, That's Mm -hmm. that's totally understandable. So real quick, NCISS, everything everyone needs to know about that organization and and everything else. We touched on it. But yeah, what what does the private security professional need to know about well, listen, NCISS is a great group of people. Um, what they do is basically they represent investigative and security professionals in Washington. And they they do it with any legislation um, that's that's coming down the pike. A lot of times, yeah, yeah, we do have our private investigators and our security guys and they but they do intermingle in our group a little bit better than most. And, um, you know, it, it depends. I mean, for right now, I can tell you what our battles are coming up. And I think that'll give you some ideas of what we're monitoring. But we pay for a lobbyist in in, uh, um, in D.C. Uh, that we communicate with pretty regularly, probably more than he wants us to communicate with him. And, uh, uh, you know, what do we have coming up right now? Well, we have a couple of things. Uh, uh, in fact, I just had yesterday the first three months of, of, of 2021. Uh, you know, we're real interested in this COVID relief bill. Uh, and in fact, if you're an NCISS member and you're listening right now, we will have an NCISS webinar uh, for co- uh, coronavirus relief that's nice. that just passed. And we did it beforehand. So if you, you know, if, if you want to try to get PPP funds or if you want to try to get uh, self-employment relief or whatever is available, we'll, we'll, we'll redo that again. Um, the second, second thing that, that is going to be on our plate this year is the privacy bill. We have a, you know, the Senate is poised for a privacy bill. And that is likely to affect a number of records that, that we have access to. Uh, and I'm talking about everything from data, data births to social security numbers to, you know, what kind of records can you keep on file about an individual running license tags. And they're likely going to try to have some restrictions to that. And that privacy bill is very, you know, if you're in California, I'm sure you've heard about it. I mean, California passed the uh, California Consumer Privacy Act. You know, that's the push. This thing's come from Europe. And um, so it's something we're very cognizant of and we're we're very concerned about. There are hundreds, not hundreds, but there's tens of, of bills. I mean, 30, 40, 50 bills out there at least that talk about the Privacy Act. And some of those would make illegal what you and me do. I mean, just... Car really? Like how? Yeah. How so? Like how so? What happens with these? Things? Well, it basically. I mean, some of those just say it's it's illegal to buy and sell personal information on an individual, uh, and uh, you know, some of them make it say that uh, you know you 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 aren't allowed to do that. Well, you know, uh, particularly in, in our business and even the EP business that we do here. I mean, a lot of it is research on that individual. You know, 100%. who. who 
you know, who, who's the real threat. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, some of that, some of it would only apply to larger companies. And so, you know, it's something that we're monitoring that we're very concerned about. The second thing that we have right now, that I, the other thing that we have right now, I think, throughout the country is we have a push on restriction of public records. And we have a lot of these people who are privacy experts who I don't think understand what EP people do, what security people do, what investigators do. They don't understand that we have a purpose in the justice system. They don't understand that we have a purpose for doing what we do and that we need access to certain things. And so there is a movement afoot to try to restrict records of all sorts. And uh, so we're, we're, we're fighting that battle. And that battle is being waged in about six or eight states right now, and it'll wow. catch on nationwide. And, and we, we, so we're, we're, we're really trying to address that as best we can and, and, and help those local state, local security, whether it's a security or investigative association that we're, that's a member of us, we're trying to help them out or the individuals there and, and get them whatever they need to try to see if they can't fight that battle. So, so I think that's probably some of the big things. I do think we still have a major licensing battle on our hands, um, and it's a problem. It, you know, it's a problem in, the, in that we talked about the EP problem about, you know, where do you fit in? But right. there's a movement afoot, I think, of state legislature saying, do we even want to really regulate this stuff? You know, we got we, we got we got this great economy, or we or the economy's not so great now. And they kind of use that argument on both sides. But you know, people need to get back to work. And how can we get them back to work? And you know, do we really care that some guy was arrested twenty years ago? And so we're going to see some lowering of the ability to get into our our profession. And really? I'm not sure that. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think people are not. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it in California or in Colorado. Colorado, you didn't have to have, you had to have a private investigator license. You had to file paperwork. You had to get background check. Now you can just open up shop in Colorado and say you're, you're a private investigator and you don't have to follow any regulations whatsoever. And yeah, yeah. and that's scary. Yeah. And yeah. Well, it's, it's scary because <laughs> it is because, because I think the government, and, uh, and I mean, every state government, every regulatory body thinks that they're doing everybody a favor. But you know, what I found out about private investigators, security people, is they, they, they're not looking to lower the bar. You know, right. oil and gas companies, are, oil and gas companies are looking, how's the cheapest way to do business? Internet yeah. companies, how's the cheapest way to do business? But, uh, you know, most of us are trying to say, listen, we, we want to keep out these bad actors. Right. And and, and so you know, we, we, we want to have a bar that's fair, but we want it to be a, a real bar. And, uh, and so that's kind of what, what we're going to have to fight that battle with some of these people because they don't understand that. They don't they don't they don't you know, they don't see that and they don't want the government to be involved in that. So. Wow. It's, it's kind of almost always, I feel like as a private security professional, I'm always having to define myself <laughs> to the client, to the accountant, to everybody, because right. you don't make a money. So it's like you're constantly fighting being misunderstood, you know, and they walk by and they're like, you guys make standing there look good. And you're like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> like, we're going to start taking cuts, get this guy the key performance indicators before, you know, we have to eliminate yeah. people off the team or something. Um, well, 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 and I think, but see, I think NCI, and I'm not, NCISS is, is obviously uh, one of the, uh, you know, things that I, I love the most, but there are a number of associations really? and these associations really may be the, the key to that because, you know, we have to be able to explain to, to tell people what we do. We've got to be able to tell them who we are and why we're important. 
And why, 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 you know, I mean, because a lot of people, you know, a lot of the arguments I hear, uh, particularly on the private investigator front is, uh, well, we don't need y'all, you know, you know, well, you know, we're, we're trying to find kids that have been kidnapped or abducted. You know, we're trying to find equipment that's been stolen from a small bit. Well, they can go to the police. Well, the police don't care about that. They don't, they don't want to deal with that crap, you know? (laughs) And so I think there's a, there is a mis, yeah, there's a misperception of what we do. So. Yeah, it's, 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 and I think it's just been that way for a while, you know, maybe it's from a silent professional thing. I don't know, <laughs> but it's, it's always, I'm always defining us. I call it just managing perception. You know, that's kind of, it's like a really big responsibility of a private security professional in my, in my what do you, what would you like to see uh, in terms of the direction of the industry? You know, like, what, what do you think would make things run the smoothest, like perfect world scenario? with regards to these things? Well, I, I really think, um, I, I mean, listen, I, I'm not sure these battles are going away even if we win them next mm-hmm. week. You know, there's always going to be a, 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 an issue. What I, what I would really like to see, I think, are, are these, these you know, professional associations, because that's what they are. They're really professional associations. Mm-hmm. And I really think we, we all need to get together and start working together and, and explain to people what we do, why we do it, why it's important, who we are. We really need to re-educate people like, uh, uh, as opposed to what we did 30 years ago. You know, 30 years ago, back in this, or longer than that, you know, when I was a kid and uh, right before I came into the industry in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, in the 90s, we began to really vet people out. You know what I mean? And we, we really, you know, we really began to, to, to join together. But in the 80s, I mean, there were a lot of people in this. Yeah, there was a lot of people, though, in the 80s that were in this business that were crooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, we're like, I hold a gun and I'll sit in the drive you around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, and, and just do it, you know, but we've come a long way since then. And we, we've, uh, I think we need to, to tell people that we're not okay with certain bad actors. And we need to tell people that we are trying to uphold a standard. And is it the law? Well, maybe it's not the law because we can't get the law passed there, but we still are a standard and we, we are the standard bearer in there, whether that's by state, by nation, whatever it is, it, it you know we need to find a way to do that. And I think I think EP needs to find a way to do that too. And I think we should be proud about that. Listen, you know, yes, we've had some problems in the press, and those always get the big news. But we really need to talk about our our, our successes. Everybody's had good successes. Whether I mean, listen, investigators have good successes. I hear about all the time, but I don't see them in the news. I EP people do, even security officers. If you think about it. We have a whole, yeah. yeah, I mean, we have a whole country right now who is, uh, not, not the whole country, but a good part of the country is upset with the police department. Well, yeah. I'm not going to weigh in on that, <laughs> but we all have to admit there's a problem. I mean, there's a perceptional problem at least, right. but we don't, we don't see that with, with security officers. I don't see that a security officer has shot somebody that they shouldn't have. Very rarely do I see that. Very rarely do I see that there's an excessive force claim with this uh, armed guard. Most of the time, they, you know, they try to, you know, they try other methods to get out. They, they're in business. They don't want to shoot anybody. They don't want the, the hassle of all that nonsense. So they, you know, they, they use a lot of alternative means. We need to talk about that. I think we should be proud about that. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And do you think? 
I mean, I don't know. I have my predictions. Do you think that the private security industry will take over kind of more of the market share with regards to law enforcement and them pulling back at all? And do you foresee any specific um, issues with that? Or what do you think about that whole equation? I uh, no, I think uh, I, I think there needs to be a better. Uh, uh, I think there's always been. I think it's better than what it was. But I always think there needs to be a better uh, connection between private and public officers. Um, no matter any of these professions we're talking about. Period. And we we you know I think part of the organizations I've talked about they need to help foster that. They they really do. They need to be the ones to help really push that down the road. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what that market looks like, but I do think it is interesting right now that, um, um, you know, I think we're seeing a reform of the police, uh, organization as a whole, you know, and I think you know, what, it, you know, right now, I think it's difficult for you to encourage your son to go join the police department because you don't I'm know sure. what's going to happen, Yeah, you know? And I mean, that, that's a problem. I also think that we pay some of these police officers far under what they should be paid. 100%. I think that I think that it may, you know, I, I do agree that the police, that there are problems in these police departments that they need to be resolved. But it may be that we have less police officers, but we pay those police officers a lot more and that we, we pick the very top of the top. Right. And um, and, and I think it go I, I think the the results of that could go either in, in, in about a half a dozen different directions because of mm-hmm. all the political <laughs> forces. But but, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it does need, we do need, we do need to have a better interaction with the, uh, w- with, with government officials and make sure that they understand our, our, uh, and there's been some, some efforts to do that, but it, it needs to be doubled down and they need to have an understanding of what we do and vice versa. So yeah, 100%. Awesome, man. Well, geez, this has been really good. I got some closing questions for you uh, in a second. Is there anything else on this subject that you wanted to say or get out to the industry? No, listen, I'd love for y'all to come to, uh, you know, NCISS, it's uh, NCISS.org. Come, please, you yeah. know, be a part of our, our group. We have a lot of great things. Uh, we have a nationwide helpline um, that, you know, it's a, it's a listserv that we, is, is very popular, it's very active. Uh, so if you need work or questions in other areas, it's, it's very good. We do quite a bit now online by via Zoom that you can, uh, you know, join in. We're going to do continuing education annually we have a hit the hill where we go to washington and we actually meet with congressmen and we tell them and tell our story and we need people who are listening to this podcast right now to come tell your story and now we are planned to be here this spring but i don't think that's going to happen given this corona because you can't even walk in the capitol building but uh, we will be back it'll probably be in fall and and we want people to come to that we want we want to hear you we want you to be part of it and if, 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 you know, I know when you, you look at it, even in our name, it's investigative security people, but you got to realize we've been around for a long time. And that's what we had. We did. If you said executive protection 30, 40 years ago, people look at you like, <laughs> yeah, like what are you talking about? What's, what's, what's yeah. that? Yeah. Right. But, but we have it, we have a place for you and we want you to come and we want you to participate and we want you to be, be involved and we want, we want your voice to be heard. And if we can, we can help. Uh, you out and and uh, advance in the profession and wherever you're located, we want to do that. So please, please get in touch with us. Standing. And how can folks support NCISs and things like that? Just- yeah, you know, our membership is, uh, I think it's 175. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't remember the exact yeah. number. We do some discounts. 
but listen, uh, you know, that is our membership is what we, we, we really need. Probably the second thing is, is that we are a volunteer organization. We do have a couple of paid employees and they are our lobbyists, our executive director. After that, everybody who does anything for NCISS, uh, does it by indentured servitude? I mean, we just uh, you know, we're, we're volunteers, so we, we always need help, and and we need help in your local state. We need help uh, paying attention to what the you know what's going on in Congress. If you like to do, uh, you know, uh, you like to be involved in D.C., like to talk to your congressman, like to kind of hear what's being coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're involved in your party, we're we're, we're not partisan. We're not. You know, we have about as many Republicans and Democrats on the board. Uh, equally so uh, and, and a lot of libertarians so we you know we, we're all over the place so you know we want you to we want you to be involved and uh, um, uh, we really need you know we need your 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 input that's what we really need awesome man awesome uh, do you there's a new question I'm asking it's just kind of fun thinking of this podcast executive protection would you nominate anyone do you have anyone you would nominate to talk to this crowd have you talked to Spare? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't yet. I would talk to Spare. Spare. I, 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 yeah, my, Matt Spare. Do you know him? Or uh, uh, Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Matt Spare, the one that put us yeah. together. I just didn't recognize the last name. Yeah, Matt. Oh, yeah, I haven't had him on the show yet, but go ahead. I, I will put it back. You know, Matt does a great job. Uh, he does have another podcast, but, you know, I, I, Matt has has quite a bit of um, uh, just knowledge about what's going on in the Northeast, you know? Yes. I mean, I, mean I, I, I think Matt's a great guy. I think he takes care of his, he runs a great business. And I know it's not executive protection, but but he's just really in tune with, with, with what's happening up there, so. Yeah. And he's, he's, yeah, he understands the relationship between the two. And he's got an amazing uh, online uh, community that so yeah he's already that's going to happen that's happening for sure man for sure yeah and actually NCISS I know some other associations but I'll plug I'll plug this NCISS is in that online community so if you join that you get this you know we're going to come out with an offer here shortly we'll we'll see what it is between the two of us but you Mm -hmm. know we're going to collaborate on some things to be real good to 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 get involved in that outstanding uh favorite quote mantra saying uh, my favorite quote mantra saying, try, try again. <laughs> I always I leave my <laughs> yeah, try, try again. Good. Try, try again. If we didn't get it right the first time, let's go back and try it again. So that's, that's probably the, the, the quote that I would, uh, would leave you with. Outstanding. How would you like to be remembered? Honestly, I, I would just like to be remembered as, as being a guy who really pushed this. You know, I love this profession. I, I've been in it all my life. And uh, it's the only thing I, I've uh, done, and it'll be the only thing I do, and I probably will stop doing it. You know, if I stop doing it at 65, I'll probably be dead at 65 in two days. <laughs> so I would just like to be known as somebody who really pushed this profession on uh, to be what it can be, because it, 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 mm-hmm. it, it, it is something very special. And uh, I hope it continues and, and thrives like it's been doing. Outstanding. Solid. Well, plug time. Where, you, where, where can people find you, Wes? Uh, well, you find me on my my firm website, which is beardeninvestigations.com, and it has my profile there. We have a lot of things that uh, uh, some continuing education that we post. Uh, all sorts of things are on there, videos, all sorts of, of, of neat things. So I, I do that. One thing I will plug here real quickly for you is that I think uh, all your members, it's free. And we really want to encourage as many people to attend as possible. NCISS is going to have a uh, annual town hall. 
and we're going it's going to be more like a webinar type deal it'll be february 10th we are going to be blasting in fact i'll send it to you but we'll blast every facebook every organizational thing and, and we want as many people to attend you don't have to be a member you can come just try us out we're going to just discuss all these battles what's going on from a legislative front Throughout the United States, it'll probably be a couple hours. It may even be longer than that. We'll just see how many people hang around for. Uh, we likely probably have a few hundred people, but we'd love for you to show up. You can listen to us, try it out. We'd love for you to join if you like it. We do have these on a regular basis, but this is the first one we're doing for anybody in the United States can, can get involved in it. Wow, that sounds awesome. Good to go. So we'll find that info at beardandinvestigations.com. Yep, or NCISS.org, one of the two, and I'll and I'll uh, um, I'll send it to you as well. Perfect, and I'll blast it. Outstanding. Thanks so much, Wes. It's been an honor, man. I've learned a lot about different things that I you know I don't focus on as much, you know. So this has been really good. Um, and thank you for what you're doing for the industry, man. We need we need people like you and organizations like NCISS. NC and CISS and uh, what you guys are doing, man. It's, it's an honor to spend this time with you. So thank you for coming on. Hey man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Outstanding. We'll talk soon. Take care. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible contributing to this brand what we're doing here making it so that i can bring better guests on making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an america a safer place do whatever you can contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible thanks for those contributions Yo, and before we go, you know I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Gray Man and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. Out. Boom.